So welcome back to Dating What Went Wrong, the show for people that want to know what the hell is happening, or more accurately, why the hell isn't it happening? Who am I? I'm Rob Scow, the expert at failing at relationships. Today's topic is inspired by a conversation I had many years ago, back when I was very new at failing at relationships. Back then, I was talking with this woman about her being bi and made some assumptions about what dating must be like. And what do they say about assumptions? It makes a person stay single. Here to help me avoid making an ass out of myself is my guest for today, Taylor Ravenna. She's a musician and overall woman of many talents who also happens to be bi and is here to share her experiences and shed some light on misconceptions. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Great. So you are of many talents. Would you like to say a few of the things that you do? I, of course. Yes. So I am a singer. I am a songwriter. I have lots of music out on all streaming platforms. Um, I like to take some interesting photos, (laughs) (laughs) um, some, some appropriate, some might not be as appropriate, but, um, but yeah, I, 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 oh, I can dance. Yeah. I've danced my whole life. So I like how you went from like, like you remembered the photos and then I was like, oh yeah, and by the way, I have this other talent of dancing. I know it's just, it's been so long since I've danced. So it, it, now at this point it goes singing photos, dance, and it used to be dance, singing photos, but priorities change. So the pandemic has shifted all of our priorities. It really has. And it's hard being broke in LA. So (laughs) got to turn to some other alternatives sometimes, but it's okay. (laughs) So for you, what has... So you, you're bi and what has been your experience with dating? Well, yes, I am bi. Well, I hate labels, but yes, we'll go you're with right. that. You know what? It was my, it was my <laughs> fault to being like, Hey, you're bi. Tell me about your thing. So that, that, you know what? There's a learning assumption. Exactly. There's an assumption for me right there. How about this? Let's, let's take away the label and just say, okay. Taylor, what has been your experience with dating? Okay. Like starting back since I was younger or like since I started dating or you know, like tell me what more you recent with, let's, okay. let's hear about the journey. Okay. Well, I'll start with my first kiss. Actually, I was 12 years old and it was with a female wow. and it was very intense and it, we made out for three hours and I was like, Whoa, I really like this. And mind you, I was in a Catholic school. So that's completely like not allowed at all. So I was very nervous. Um, and yeah, I, we made out for three hours and it was a really great time. And I was so scared to tell anybody. So I kept it a secret. We ended up not staying friends because she transferred schools. So I was like, okay, no, one's going to find out about this. It's going to be fine. And (laughs) I've been washed away. Yeah, it's gone. It's fine. My parents aren't going to know. The principal's not going to know. No one's going to get expelled. It's going to be fine. Um, So I really liked that. And I didn't fully understand why. Um, And then I had my first kiss with a boy when I was 14. And it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) I, I remember, I remember telling my grandma, I was like, I think I have to break up with him. And she was like, why? And I was like, he kissed me and it was terrible. And she laughed so hard and I was so embarrassed and it was just, it was heinous. But at that point in time, I had thought because of society that I had to date men. And I was never really told that 
liking girls was okay, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I started dating boys in high school, but I was always that girl in high school that would go to parties and make out with girls if I got intoxicated. My mom now knows that I drink underage or drank underage, which is kind of embarrassing. How, how like explicit can I be on this? (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny when I, when I first started this, my intention was to keep it clean, but then I realized why, like that's, well, first off bleeping, everything is a lot of fucking work. So, (laughs) you know, I realized that anyone that's listening to this is, is going to be over 18 and they're Mm -hmm. going to be adults. If they're younger than adults, then, uh, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to put labels on them, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they should wait until they're adults. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I just needed to make sure I'm not breaking any rules and making no. too much work for you. So, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I was always that girl that would get drunk with other girls and would make out with girls at parties because I liked girls, but I didn't fully understand why. And I didn't know that it was okay. So I was like, oh, it's fine that I'm doing that because we're drunk. Um, so I dated boys all through high school, all through college. Um, but I was always interested in girls. And I, I remember having, uh, I was with my ex-boyfriend who I was with for like three years. It was a terrible relationship actually, but I learned a lot, terrible relationship, but he knew that I was very interested in girls. I would talk to him about it all the time. So he was like, Ooh, like I'm going to have a threesome one day. <laughs> it was always <laughs> like the male reaction. And I mean, I, I've been there myself of like, I, I've dated um, some women that, that have been by, and that is, it is the first thing that is thought of is like, I'm going to have the threesome I want. Yeah, no, it, and it, it's a fantasy and like, it's very valid, <laughs> but again, don't assume that that will always be a thing with a bi girl because it won't. <laughs> it it but, has not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it hasn't panned out. No. Yet. Okay. Well, it panned out for him. Oh, and it was a girl in my sorority and it was just a really great time. And I remember, and mind you, I was dating him, I think at this point for like two years or something like that. And we end up doing this thing. And as it's happening, like he's trying to get involved and like be in the middle, obviously it's a threesome. Like it's supposed Mm -hmm. to like be three people. And I told him, I was like, don't touch me. I was like, I don't want you. I want, I just want to be with her. If you want to do things with her, like that's fine. But I just, I need you to stay over there. And he was not happy about that. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, say that you were wrong, but like that usually from my, what I've been told threesomes leave, leave one person out in a lot of instances. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of happened this time. Um, so he was definitely, definitely upset, but at the same time, it's like, okay, dude, like you're sitting here with two naked girls, like just be happy that you're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just be happy that you're here and don't complain. About I think it. that needs to be like the, uh, like when you go into the threesome, but listen, we're going to have the threesome, but you just need to understand <laughs> that, that you need to be happy that you're here first. <laughs> like we're going to set up that expectation. And if you're allowed to join in, we'll have that conversation as things progress. Exactly. We'll, we'll fill you in as needed. <laughs> exactly. We'll tag you in when it's your turn. I think yeah. you need to make merch that says that. Just be happy <laughs> that you're here. Just be happy. <laughs> um, Participant. Like- you know, threesome. That's what, yes. that's what you get. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. That's funny. Um, 
so yeah so that happened and it was really fun it was a great time um I'm getting ahead of myself there was a boy I dated in high school (laughs) and he I dated him for like two years he was great probably the best boyfriend I ever had we are still friends to this day um and he knew that I was interested in girls and there were two girls in particular who I was interested in who were very openly gay and at different points I dated them as well as dating my boyfriend and Mm. that was interesting but he was so okay with it so like I would go on dates with these girls sometimes individually sometimes with him and we would just hang out like it wasn't anything crazy like yes I would like maybe kiss the girls and stuff but it there was no threesomes there was no extra anything involved I think also too because we were so young at that Mm -hmm. point that we were like that would just be too much um but then in college obviously acted on that um and then broke up with (laughs) broke up with the boyfriend I had a threesome with then no surprise yeah no surprise obviously And I swore that I was not going to date anybody, blah, blah, blah. And then I started dating one of my best friends who was a boy. And I, I wish I didn't do it because we were such good friends, but we did. And we are now friends. Everything's fine now, but it took a long time to get back to where we were. So Mm -hmm. So I date this boy. He's really great. Ends up being really toxic. And he again knew he's known me since freshman year. So he knows that I like women. Um, But I had told him like towards the end of our relationship, I really, I, I really need to act on this. I want to be with a girl. And so then I turned to my girl, best friend who is gay. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and so then her and I start hooking up. Is that how it works? My, is, that, is that the usual uh, pickup line? The, hey, what's up? And of, then, yeah. Hey, what's up? Because <laughs> my entire life has been trying to get from, hey, what's up to, and then we started dating. That's, that has been the entire goal is to figure out what happens in between. And it sounds like what happens in between <laughs> is just the, like, it's done. It's just a, hey, what's up? And then yeah. it works. She, she honestly she had feelings for me and I knew that. And that was kind of shitty for me to, I don't want to say take advantage of that, but I, I knew that she liked me. I knew that I was going to be able to get what I wanted. And I knew that I was going to be able to completely figure out whether or not like actually dating a female is something that I wanted to do instead of just going on dates or just casually hooking up. I just needed to figure out, could I actually be in a relationship with a female? So you vetted a strong lead and then acted on, you put your time toward a lead that you knew would pay off. Exactly. As opposed to just trying it out. Exactly. Which is wrong. I guess I, I was, is that like kind of being a playboy? Like, well, I mean, it, it, it it sort of depends. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be wrong for me to say yes or no, honestly, because, you know, I've thought a lot about, about this whole idea of, of is it wrong to date this person or that person? But if everyone kind of goes in with the the notion that we're all on the same page, I don't know if it's ever wrong. 
as long as everyone is of sound mind and agreeing to the terms of the situation, you know, you could, you could do whatever you want within reason. I'm happy you said that because I told this girl, you and I will never progress further than what this is right now. And she didn't listen and she fell in love and she ended up getting her heart broken. Mm-hmm. Um, did we do all the coupley things? Did we spend all our time together? Did I give her mixed signals? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I do take blame in that, but she just, she broke her own heart. Cause I warned her. I told her like, no, <laughs> like this is a test run for me. Like this is not no. Um, so I'm still dating this boy and he knows, like he knows that. <sighs> My gosh, I can give you such a juicy story right now. This is, <laughs> this is so crazy. Okay, so uh, so he knows that I'm really starting to like this girl and mm-hmm. he's starting to get a little nervous and because I'm spending less and less time with him and the breakup was inevitable and he could definitely see it coming. And I remember that, We, so I had been hooking up with this girl and I was like, okay, I'm going to give some time to my boyfriend. And so I go to give some time to my boyfriend and we start having sex and it was awful. And I told him that and I completely emasculated him and it was so wrong of me. It was just so wrong of me. And, um, why, why, so why do you think it was wrong? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say you're, you're right or wrong, but what what aspect of you telling him that it was wrong what the part that was wrong about it was that i stopped him and i was like i'm going to go to this girl's house and i'm going to do this with her hmm. and that part i feel like was kind of twisting the knife a little bit because in college i was not the nicest person i have come a very long way and i'm very proud of myself because i was kind of ruthless and reckless. And I was dealing with a lot of my own traumas and things. And I took it out on other people and I definitely should not have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I could have handled this entire situation completely different. And I, I just didn't. And what would have been the other way to do it? To just be like, Hey, like, I'm not really feeling this anymore at all. Instead of keeping them both like Mm-hmm. in the palm of my hand and going back and forth as much as I wanted to, mm-hmm. I could have just been like, Hey, like, I'm not really feeling this. I'm going to yeah. go do this instead. But I wanted both. And like, that was wrong and people got hurt and that's just kind of what happened. And so then after that, like a couple of days after that, actually, like I ended things with this boy. Um, he was completely shattered and heartbroken and people were talking just like bad about him and not any, not because of anything that I have ever said to anyone, because I just, I didn't do that. I was never one to go around and start spreading rumors or anything like that. But people were just like, Oh, like she dumped him for a girl. Like, Oh my God. Like, and just kind of made it a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then the relationship with this particular girl just ended up obviously not working out because she was a test run. And during that I met, my most recent ex-girlfriend who I dated for four years. Oh, wow. And yeah, she's, we're not together anymore. That's where I am. <laughs> wow. Well, that's quite a journey. Yeah. Uh, and I had a few thoughts on, on all that. 
and and one of them is you know it, it it's challenging dealing with all the different emotions because if you have the ability to hook up with 20 people and you tell all of them that that's what I'm into I'm only interested in hooking up and that other person fully invest in themselves, like invest in the relationship, thinking that they're going to change your mind. Who is the manipulative one? The person that is saying, hey, this is what I'm into. and This is all I'm into. Or the person that says, I accept that, but I'm going to try to change you. See, I, I personally think it's the person who says, who says they accept that because they want you. So they're mm-hmm. saying what you want to hear, Of course, but now they're going to try and change your mind. And then they're going to get upset with you when you're not giving them what they wanted, because right. even though they, they agreed to your terms or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they, they want something else. And so for me in that particular situation, the girl that I was involved with was definitely the manipulator in that. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes both ways too, to where if you say you're just interested in hooking up, you have to just be interested in hooking up. You can't do all of these other coupley things. You can't sit here and say, I love you. You can't spend like all of your time together or else then I feel like then you're giving that person mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say leading them on, but they're definitely looking at those signals and they're being like, oh, cool. I'm changing her mind mm. and I can make her fall in love with me and I'm getting what I want. And then when it's not like that, then it creates just like this huge drama filled, crazy break or fight or whatever happens. I think there's even more to that than just that, because I I mean, I'm of the personal belief that there there shouldn't be a lot of necessary rules, but there's adjustments that are made. Like if, if you were clear about saying, Hey, I don't want a relationship. And then you end up holding hands in the movie, then you have to kind of reevaluate with yourself. Are you feeling feelings? Is there some change? And then be able to communicate that to being like, Hey, I still don't know how I feel, but this feels good. And if that person is like, yeah, I I'm with you on that then I think it's fine. So I think as long as there's like a constant communication, things can change, you know, things can get updated. Totally. It sounds like the the failing in that relationship, to me, at least, it sounds like it was, it was a lack of update communication from both sides. I agree. Um, you know, not to, not to judge your high school oh, self. No. No, that's what we're doing. No, this was my college self. Oh, college self. But no, you can judge me. This is why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're here. So we're all here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there, there are things that I've done in my past that I'm not super, super proud of, you know, decisions that I made or decisions I didn't make that, that suck. And I think that in almost every case, it can always be traced back to things weren't communicated correctly. Whatever I was feeling, I didn't communicate. Um, so I wanted to go actually back to when you were talking about you had your, your first kiss at 12 mm-hmm. and it lasted three hours. So there's a lot of things to unpack with unpack. that. <laughs> it's loaded. Cause like at 12, you know, like 12 and three hours is like, it doesn't like whatever the gender is a three hour kiss at 12. That's, that's like, that's like what? Sixth grade. Yeah, uh, seventh, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Either way, 
that's a that's a long-term investment of time as like your first kiss. Did you ever in that three hours, like did you get bored? Like, I don't know, I get bored after a little no, bit. No, not at all. We were just very intensely making out, listening to I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry on repeat. On repeat for three hours? Yes. Yes. Wow. It was it was like something out of the twilight zone, honestly. <laughs> now that I look back, I'm just like, why would anybody do that? But we were young and like we were just very attracted to each other and it was mm-hmm. really fun. And I didn't understand. We both didn't really understand. Actually, that's a lie. I didn't really understand what was going on. She was openly bisexual. Mm, at 12? At 12. Wow. And I think crazy. this also this also probably goes to our generational gap here a little bit. Uh, because when I was 12, uh, like bi and gay was definitely not something that anyone was at 12, at least not outwardly. Like openly. it was it was pretty uh, it was, it was, it was pretty taboo. It was, I mean, like it, it wasn't even that long ago when, when it was used in jokes and movies and things like that. But, uh, that, that time it was like very taboo. Um, so like what was going through your mind at, at 12 doing this thing that, I mean, it still was taboo for you when you were that young. H- how did you feel about that? I, as it was happening and even after on the way home, I was, I love, like, I loved it. I thought Mm -hmm. it was so cool. I was like, oh my God. Like, and I, I also at that point in time, didn't really understand what was happening with my body. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know like what was going on, like down there, but like I liked it. And I just, I was just like, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But I also just didn't understand what was going on. Um, but when I got home, cause she was spending the night and we were at a friend's house. Um, so my dad drives us home and like my dad was hanging out with my friend's parents. Like everyone was just there. And we were just like us girls, like in the room, like just hanging out, like no one thought anything. So it was fine. But when I got home and we went to go get in bed together Mm -hmm. to go to sleep, I freaked out. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can't sleep in the same bed as her. Like what is going on? Like I, I just, I was so scared and I felt so confused because everything that I had been taught was a girl is supposed to be with a guy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, I didn't understand why I liked it so much. Um, I was terrified of my parents finding out or even having the idea of that happening. Um, I was terrified of my Catholic school finding out. Um, it was just, there were a lot of thoughts that went through my head, but in the moment, I just, I was so into it and I loved it so much and I wanted it to keep happening and keep going. Mm -hmm. But once I was like taken out of that environment and I was like back to reality type thing, I was so like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Did so. any part of you, uh, like, would did you associate it to, this is a good experience and it was with a woman, or was it just, hey, this was a good experience, this is what kisses are? Like, it doesn't matter the gender. Like, what was your sort of take on that? Because you hadn't kissed a boy by that point. No, so I don't think I had that realization of, oh, I like this because it's with a woman until Mm -hmm. I had my first kiss with a boy. 
Mm. because I figured that that feeling was gonna just be like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like to kiss someone, like regardless of the gender. But once I had my first kiss with the boy, I was like, oh my God, no. Like, no. How long did that make out last? Literally, maybe like not even three minutes. Like I can't even, three minutes is a stretch. Honestly, (laughs) three minutes is a stretch. It probably lasted like a minute. Mm. And I just, I was so like disgusted and it just felt different and weird. And I was like, oh, like this does not feel right. And I don't think he was a bad kisser either. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't, I, I think I just compared that or I think I had this situation so hyped up in my mind because of my experience with the girl when I was 12 and the fact that it didn't live up to that, even in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I was just like appalled. So, and I'm still stuck on this three hours thing, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) because it it, it boggles my mind because it it brings up uh, more questions that I have, not about like you specifically, but also me. And that is, so since then, whether it was with a man or a woman, have you ever made out for three hours where it didn't escalate to something else? Like it was just a make out? No. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> like my, in my head, I'm like, I like I do like maybe five minutes. But after right. that, it's like, we're either progressing or we're going to watch Netflix. Like, right. it's, like I, I'm not saying it has to go to sex, but I'm just saying I could not do like 20 minutes of, of make out. Like, right. No, exactly. Unless like, unless it's like, crazy and like it's a very intense make out and like you're getting thrown in different like places or whatever and like clothes are coming off and it's just like this really intense long build you have like 40 layers sex. on and yeah yeah of- like yeah but <laughs> but no i have not had another make out sesh that lasted three hours that was solely a make out sesh the, the closest i have probably ever been to that is that i i met a a woman actually i think it was at a bar and we ended up kind of going bar hopping. And since we were out in public, you know, obviously we're not going to get too, too involved, but we just made out everywhere we went. And so it was maybe over the course of three hours, but there were a lot of breaks where we, you know, had to walk. Um, so, but it was, that was a, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know, there's something about like making out in public. That's just so fun and like mm-hmm. freeing and just mm-hmm. like, kind of bad and like dangerous. And I just mm-hmm. think, I think that that is a really fun, intense experience. And I think it creates a lot of tension, mm-hmm. um, for later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Um, so what was I going to say? Uh, I, got, I was stuck in the three hour thing so long that I like lost my entire train of thought. Um, okay. So like when you had that moment, you said that there were a lot of thoughts going through your head in terms of, you know, what, uh, what your school thought, what your parents thought, did you feel that there may be something wrong with you or did you have the wisdom to know that there was not? I thought, I thought I was going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I was, I don't know if, if I thought that there was something wrong with me, but the thoughts that were going through my head, cause I danced my whole life. So mm-hmm. I was around girls my whole life, like changing in front of girls, showering with girls, just like constantly like with females all the mm-hmm. time. And at that point I was thinking, and I was like, Hmm, like sometimes I do look a little longer than I sh- maybe should. Maybe I'm 
Warning, Warning to anyone who's shared a gym with uh, Taylor. With <laughs> she may be looking a little longer than maybe she should. And Full disclosure. <laughs> you've heard it here first. So, yes, honestly, if you were in gym class with me or dance, like I... I was looking at your butt and I was looking at your <laughs> boobs, like honestly, because they were great. Like I love them, but I will <laughs> say, I will say I did eventually tell my father, mm. I was terrified to tell my mom, but which is so interesting because my dad and I do not have a relationship whatsoever. My mom yeah. is my best tell me, friend. Once you tell me this story, tell me what that was. Yeah. So I told I told my dad and he just, he laughed at me and I'm like, why, why are you laughing? Like, I'm freaking out. Why are you laughing? And he's just like, girls do that all the time. It's fine. You're fine. And so then I didn't feel like there was really anything wrong with me, Mm. but now my dad is, I don't want to say he's homophobic, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't agree with the lifestyle that I have quote unquote chosen, which anybody who is gay by trans, any pan, anything Mm -hmm. you don't, it's not a choice. It's not a choice. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. And that's just point in case. But yeah. So my dad feels that way. And my mom, when I came out to her, my mom goes, and this is when I was 21. Mm -hmm. Um, she goes, okay. And do you have anything else? Is that it? And I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, that's, that's it. Are you mad? She was like, no, I love you so much. Like, I don't care who you love. Like, as long as you're happy and you're healthy and you're careful and you're making smart decisions and the person you're with treats you the way that you deserve, I'm okay with that. And I, I remember just like having this like huge weight lifted off of me because the person who I was scared to tell is the one who's the most accepting. And the one that I told is the one who is not. Mm-hmm. So why did you think that your mom would, would not be accepting? I was worried because my mother came from, she's from Texas. So she mm-hmm. came from a more conservative family. Mm-hmm. And my dad was super, super crazy, like partier, did a lot of drugs, like drank all the time, just was like a bad boy. So I was like, I feel more comfortable telling the crazy one than someone who is, who grew up with more structure. Um, and yeah, I think I, 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 yeah, I think that was my, my logic when, when I was deciding who I needed to tell. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. One of the things that I, I hear, I've heard actually a few times in, in the stories that you've told, but it seems that a lot of the men in your life have not taken by seriously. Like it's sort of been, oh, well, girls do that. Oh, well, mm-hmm. it's cute when you make out with that girl. Instead of looking at it, what it really is, is like, if we're, if we're in a relationship and you're making out with a girl, you are cheating on me yeah. right now. <laughs> and and I, I think, I mean, even, even me, you know, in my younger self, that was always like a, a fun game. It was like, oh, let's get these two girls together to make out with each other. Mm-hmm. That was a fun thing. And it wasn't until I kind of got older when I was like, oh, you know what? If these two women are making out with each other, there's a good chance they're not into me as much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that shouldn't be my goal to get them to make, I should be trying to get them to make out with me if they want yes, to. Exactly. Exactly. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. No one in my life has ever 
has ever really taken that seriously. So I remember when I really did, I guess, come out when I dated my ex of four years, everybody was shocked. And especially men like would hit on me if I went out and I would tell them like, no, I'm, I'm gay. It's easier for me to tell men that I'm gay than bi because Mm -hmm. men just can't seem to understand it. And they'll just be like, no way you're too pretty to be gay. And just say things like that. And if I had a dollar for every single time I was told you're too pretty to be gay, I would be a millionaire. It's crazy. I was going to say, you wouldn't need to do pictures. No, exactly. I wouldn't have to have an OnlyFans. Like I would not have to have an OnlyFans. I would not be working the job that I'm working right now. I just would be chilling, rolling in the dough because men say shit like that all the time. And it's so great. It's it's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's it's interesting too, just as like a side tangent, how because people can't just accept things for what they are. You have to create more extreme situations. Like I remember, and and some of this is is like a personal thing too. Like I remember I, when I was younger, I had heard that eating chocolate was going to make me have more acne. Yeah. And so I, I stopped eating chocolate, but then people would get offended when I would turn down a candy. And so eventually I just had to say, I'm allergic to chocolate. And then they would leave me alone. Just like you're allergic to shellfish. and soy. I am allergic to shellfish, but <laughs> it's, it's funny because the question I get asked all the time is, is it all shellfish? Is it all seafood? And my response is, listen, when you've had a few allergic reactions, you just clump them all together and say, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> exactly. So it's easier for me to say I'm allergic to shellfish. I'm allergic to seafood. than it is for me to say, I've tried a few and I had a bad experience and I don't want to do it again. Yep. That... That is how I feel about men now. (laughs) That is exactly how I feel about men. So like I, yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. We are shellfish individuals. That is our problem. We are. (laughs) No pun intended. Yeah. Oh no, pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourself. I always pun intend. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You're the comedian here. (laughs) All right. So, um, you know, this goes back to that original conversation that I assumed uh, about the uh, the other the other woman that I talked to that was by, and the the thought that I had with her was that oh it must be so easy to date because you like men you like women like you look out in the world and they're all options, and um, she did not feel that way. And so I wanted to, as you're shaking your head, people can't see you shaking your head. I can see you shaking your head. (laughs) So tell me about, about that misconception. If you're bi, okay. So if you're bi, if you're bi, I don't know. I'm speaking from my personal experience. Yes. I I only want you to speak from your personal experience. So me being bi, I don't look at, actually, you know what? I take this back. Me being bi, I know that I this is going to be the most conceited comment I think Do I'm it. ever going to say Do ever. It. I know that I can get whoever I want to get, whether it be a man or a woman. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. However, if I'm looking for a man, there is a list that is longer than 20 years of Santa Claus is like, <laughs> like, just naughty or can we say naughty list i guess because this is i guess an i was wondering where you go with santa claus is like you just have i I only want like older more heftier men that have 
<laughs> you know, red suits. That's all no. I'm interested in. Just, no, there's a lot of Santa Clauses. <laughs> I go to the Santa convention and it's like candy. That's it. That's swipe, all I want. Swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Yep. <laughs> you just go up to them no. and say, hey, you swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. No. Um, longer than Santa's naughty list, mm. basically. So a man really has to check off everything every single thing from physical to personality to just just all of it everything everything they have to check off emotionally intelligent like honestly i do not think that i've ever dated somebody um, ever dated a man mm -hmm. who was emotionally intelligent um so i just feel as though for me the list is so much longer to check off for a man than it is for a woman um, my preference is women. However, if I did meet a man that was like God's gift to the earth, my gift to the earth, then who's to say that I wouldn't go for them mm. now? Absolutely not. I will not do that in college. I was like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. I can do what I want and be who I want, whatever. No, now absolutely not. And for me, it's way more driven towards women. And yes, I do have standards. Yes, I do have a checklist for women as well. But my attraction is just way heavier towards females than it is men. And I laugh at men when they come and try and hit on me. And I, I give them so many cues to just walk away and they just don't. And they make themselves look really dumb. So what, just, what are your cues to help them walk away? What, what can we learn from this that so we know when to leave? Okay. So if I'm not making eye contact with you, if I'm really like, if my body language is completely turned the other way, if mm. I laugh, if I tell you that I'm gay, if I tell you that I'm taken, um, and, and when you, you say can, laugh, you don't mean like laugh at a joke, but like laugh at the person, like laugh, like laugh at the person. I know I, sometimes I'm, I'm not nice, but mm -hmm. it, it just depends on how I'm approached. If I'm approached and someone has like, just like this really I don't, I, this like asshole complex basically, basically, mm -hmm. and just is so douchey and like automatically assumes that he has me because he has said something to me. Those are the guys that I laugh at because it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you need to get knocked down a few pegs. You clearly are a mama's boy who has had everything handed to you mm -hmm. and you don't know how to take no for an answer. So I'm just going to laugh and make you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. But if you're nice and you're striking up a conversation and you're not being weird. I'll have a conversation with you, but the moment you're like, Oh, can I buy you a drink? No, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm not interested. Hmm. Okay. Now yeah. does that confidence go both ways? So you said that when you walk into a room, you think you can get anyone in there. And you just said that for the men that feel the same way toward you, you feel the need to knock them down a few pegs. Do you feel that happens the other way where people may feel that same way about you? No, because I don't approach people in the way that I've been approached in the way that I was talking about. I don't come up to someone and automatically assume that I have them and like not. Okay. I am at, I, in my mind automatically assume that I have them, but mm -hmm. I don't exude that behavior to them. So you have the confidence, but you don't tell them like overtly that you right. won essentially. Right. And that, and exactly. that you're saying that these men do that. Yes. Correct. Interesting. So how, what is a way that they do that, that immediately sets you 
on that vibe of like asshole douche guy? Usually they are intoxicated. So I will give them that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we're in quarantine. So I honestly, like, this I know this is, I'm asking you like, what was, uh, what was last February? Like, <laughs> oh my God, someone who just like a man who just comes up to you, like chest out, just like, mm. Oh, Hey baby. Like, how are you doing? Like, like that kind of cockiness and mm. just like, Oh, like, let's get out of here. Like, I'll show you a good time. Like, blah, blah, blah. And usually it's like older men, which is mm-hmm. weird. And it's, it's older, older men, like in their fifties and sixties. Like Santa it's Claus like, age. Yeah. Like Santa Claus age. Exactly. <laughs> which is like, I'm so turned off by that. Like, I hate that. And so all Santa Claus is out there. I'm sorry. Taylor's yeah, just not here for you. I'm not interested. Like you can bring me gifts, but like, I'm not interested. <laughs> you can subscribe to my OnlyFans, but I'm still not interested. <laughs> well, that's all they do is bring gifts to everybody. Exactly. But they do it for everybody. Yeah, this is true. I'm not, I'm not that special. Um, but also just being called automatically like, Hey, baby girl, like, Hey, like, Sounds like Whatever. baby's a trigger word. Yeah, I hate that. Like, don't come up to me. I'm not your baby. I'm not like, don't call me sexy. Like, don't call me like, no, you're being fucking weird. I do wonder about that with my cats because I do refer to them as, as babies all the time. That's different. They're I cute. I mean, they are babies. They're little animals. <laughs> they yeah, they're kittens. cute little babies. Um, but I always wonder like, what point do I have to call them cats and not baby? Because they're adults, but they, I think I have five no, but more months. They're ba- it's different. Like it's different. It's like your kid, like your kid, if you have kids, your kids are always going to be your babies. Yeah. Your animals are always going to be your babies. Yeah. Somebody that you met two seconds ago is not your fucking baby. So don't that's, call them that. So that's like, something to know is like, if you're not going to adopt them, they're not no, your baby. Exactly. If you're not going to pay my bills, <laughs> if you're not going to buy me designer shit, do not call me baby. To be fair, I pay all the cat's bills and I buy them all the kind of designer exactly. shit. Exactly. They get all the name brand toys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I will say, it's interesting. If a, if a woman were to approach me with that kind of confidence and be like, hey, ma, or hey, babe, what's up? Hey, ma, do they call you mama? Yeah, not mama, ma. Ma. Okay, so wait, baby bad, mom good? Even baby, from a woman, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just have this idea or this just like deflect mode with men that I just like don't fuck with anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But if a woman were to approach me and have that low-key cockiness and she has swag and she she can talk to me like i'm super into that maybe and this is just me spitballing here it maybe for the same reason that men don't take bye seriously maybe you don't take pickup lines from women as threatening it's like you're not like if a woman comes up and he's like hey baby how you doing like it's almost maybe to you laughable where it's like oh that's so funny you're 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 hitting on me but you're doing it in a cute way, not an aggressive way, even if it's the exact same words. Yeah. Yeah. Could that be, could be something there? That could be it. Yeah. Because, because at the end of the day, like a man is more usually, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist, not trying to be anything, but usually a man is stronger. Mm -hmm. Usually a man is the one who slips a drug or a roofie or something in a girl's drink. And if, and I'm talking like in a bar or a club scene, like this is like, situational what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And 
I feel like that, like, if you're going to come at me like that and then get butt hurt that I'm like laughing or like Mm -hmm. just kind of like trying to get rid of you, like, how am I supposed to know that you're not going to follow me out the bar, that you're not going to try and slip something in my drink? Like, how do I know that? So it's like, I, that makes me immediately on defense mode. If a man comes up to me like that, because no, like you're supposed to be a gentleman, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if a girl does it, I can take her (laughs) for the most part. (laughs) I can take her for the most part, but also like a girl isn't gonna, not that women don't do this because I'm sure women have slipped people drugs, but the likeliness of that happening is so much lower. And also I feel like it's just easier to read and connect with a woman in the sense that their intention is not always to just get in your pants. Their intention is to kind of at least get to know you unless they're a fuck boy. Like, cause like there, there's people like this in all sorts of situations, like mm-hmm. whatever. But I just feel like it might, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just more of a comfortability thing with mm-hmm. girls. I mean, I'm much more comfortable hitting on women than I am hitting on men. Yeah. <laughs> prefer, I prefer women to hit on me too, more than yeah. men hitting on me. Um, but no, I actually understand what you're saying. And, um, I actually got this advice a while ago too, that, that men have to be, they have to understand that they are usually bigger than, mm-hmm. than a woman. And then you have to, to know, cause I think about myself and I'm like, like I get pushed around by tiny kittens all day. Like I am, <laughs> I, 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 I try to do 10, like I've, it's been quarantined so long. I used to do a lot of pushups mm-hmm. and I haven't done pushups in a while. I did 10 pushups <laughs> and I wanted to pass out. I, I'm, I'm not in a position where I could be dominating to anything, let alone a, a person. Oh. Uh, I think a bamboo plant could beat me up at this point. Oh my gosh. And, um, but the thing is, is I don't look that, like if, if, if I'm going out with a person that is, you know, five feet tall, like I'm five eight. So I'm going to look imposing, even if I don't feel imposing. And so if I have body language where I'm like leaning too far forward or towering over them or making assumptions about, Hey, what are you doing after this, after tonight? They're going to, they're not going to, they're going to, they're going to close up. They're going to feel threatened by, you know, well, why do you want to know that? Exactly. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. And usually, obviously like the guys, not obviously, but usually the, the guys who come up to me are much taller than me are mm-hmm. bigger than me. And I've, I've had experiences to where I have a right to feel like that. Sure. When I am approached like that, because I have gone through some shit that's like really fucked up and like really crazy. So, and I'm, and I know a ton of other women do as well. So I think, I just think it's a little bit predatory and kind of scary when like men approach you in that cocky, like assuming way entitled Mm -hmm. entitled is a good word for that title is a big problem with a lot of different things, not just with dating, but exactly people assume, I mean, it goes back to assumptions. People just assume that this is going to happen. And, and it's hard too, because in order to have confidence, there has to be some level of assumption. But I think, I think the good confidence is assumptions on your own abilities and not assumption on others. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe I just defined confidence. Maybe I didn't. I, think I don't you know. Did. Maybe I, I didn't. think you did. There's another t-shirt. Yes. Um, See, oh my God. <laughs> we're killing it. <laughs> I'm, I, I know, should just make I know t-shirts. A, I know a girl. I know a girl who can design it for you. Sweet. 
All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a side conversation about t-shirts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the notes I actually wrote down was, because um, you were talking about how you have a high like checklist for, for dating men. And I was thinking like, for all the women that I've dated that were bi, I should have been happy to have been in that relationship. That, that, yes. that says something, <laughs> goes back to like, I should be happy to be here. Like, thank exactly. you for accepting. Like, it's not so much that like she chose me because she would choose anybody, but rather like, that's high marks. I love it. You have the right idea. Just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just true. Happy to be here. It's true. Um, okay. So going further into your experiences, um, you, you mentioned before that, you know, uh, well, we talked about before about how men don't always take it seriously. Um, but how does this also interpreted toward other people that are, are gay, whether men or women, do you experience judgment from, from any of them for not choosing a side or is everyone just like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever you feel. Yes. I have plenty of friends and I know plenty of people, um, lesbians who will not date or be sexually involved with anybody who is bisexual. Hmm. Um, I've heard that too, by the way. Yeah. And, and I think that comes from a hygienic standpoint, mostly, um, not in fear that they couldn't compete with a man, because in my opinion, I think a girl is obviously better um, and can do. <laughs> just, just... <laughs> I saw like the pause there. I'm just like, what is it like? Way more things. <laughs> Way more things. They can do anything a man can do, but better. In my I, opinion. I cannot dispute that. Like, <laughs> I know there's a lot of things that I hear stories of where I'm like, yeah, I'm lacking in that. That. Didn't bring that to the party. Yeah, yeah exactly. Didn't, Didn't know where that, that was. <laughs> exactly, exactly my point. So um, yeah, there there are definitely girls and, and guys out there, um, gay men and gay women who will not date bi people because of um, the hygienic thing. And then also- Wait, when you say hygienic- STDs, just worried about oh. STDs. Yeah. So- um, like, and that's can that go at any with anybody? I mean, does that does because you're bi mean that there's more probability of an STD? Yes, especially if you're with women. If you strictly date women, um, and you are only with women who are only with women, from what I have heard, I am not mm-hmm. a doctor, I am mm-hmm. not a scientist, I don't have statistics. From we're not what giving I medical advice heard, out here, we're yes, just giving not, experiences. Yes, experiences, that's it. It is less likely for you to get an STD than if you were to be sexually active with both men and women and hook up with someone who is with both men and women. I had not heard that before. That is, um, that is interesting. Dicks it it also dirty. paints a new picture on the, all the women that I've dated that were by. <laughs> Dicks are dirty. <laughs> I am, I am happy to be here <laughs> exactly. and, and still healthy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that is definitely a thing. Um, but now, like I said, like I, I definitely am very much into women, but, but so when I said in the beginning that I didn't like labels mm-hmm. is because who's to say that if I were to meet someone who was trans, that mm. I wouldn't fall in love with them, you know? So for mm-hmm. me, like, I guess pansexual is a more appropriate word because you're more attracted to the personality and the person mm. instead of the gender. Um, 
which is my whole thing. Like I, I care about who that person is. So if this person is the most amazing person in the world, my perfect match, I don't really care what the gender is, Mm. but if I'm searching for something, if I'm looking for someone, if I'm on the prowl or whatever, I am strictly looking for women. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, But does it hurt your prospects? Because as you mentioned that, that when you, when you have not chosen a side, there are people that are on that side that, that may judge you. So does it hurt your prospects to be pansexual or any other potential label? I don't think so. I, again, this is so conceited, but I don't think so. Not with me. That's a, I, that's, that's this a great is problem so, to have. No, I, it, you're, <laughs> you're allowed so to rude. have, no, and it's not, not rude. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Confidence is a, is a tough thing because on the one hand, if you don't have confidence, you don't get anywhere. No one ever right. says, Oh, I love that guy. He has no confidence. He just turns me on with his just self-doubt. The self-doubt just gets me going every time. He has no idea what to do with me in bed. And that is enough. And I love him. Love it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. But when you're confident, there's a tendency for arrogance. People to be like, oh, that guy or that girl is just, oh, she's too much. She's just so confident, you know, but it's, it's such a strange thing it's, it's, I think it comes down to just how it's received and how you feel about it. And I think, I think the way I defined it before, I still stand by it, which is have confidence in your own abilities, but don't assume other things about others. Right. Exactly. And and you, you walk into that situation and maybe you'll fail, but if you believe you won't, then most likely you won't. Right. Or at least more, more likely, maybe not most likely, but more likely you won't. Right. And like I, I'm speaking candidly here, obviously, because it's sure. just us, it's a podcast and I'm just being just honest, us and, but you know, all the people that listen and the rest of, I know, I don't put listening. numbers in the air, but, uh, no. uh I hope I really under hope. a million. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So far. I, I really hope people like, don't think that I'm just like a cocky piece of shit because I really, I really care about people and I really care about people's feelings and can you be a cocky piece of shit and care about people i think you can i don't know i don't think you can be a maybe the piece of shit part is yeah (laughs) you can be cocky and care about people yeah but i i don't like i i don't say that i'm cocky i'm just speaking on experience because you like women because i like women and that's why you're not cocky well no (laughs) no no but I think <laughs> I think that I am confident, but I, I don't ever approach any situation with anybody being cocky or arrogant or assumptive. And I think you can be confident and humble at the same mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I balance that relatively well. Mm-hmm. I guess that is the, what they say is the, eye of the beholder mm-hmm. is that your, your judgment will be made by everyone else. Exactly. But you also know yourself better than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. That's and an interesting thing too, because you know, you're like, as a general rule, a person would know themselves better than others, but everyone's got something to say about everybody. 
Right. You know, so it's an interesting thing. This is a total side tangent, but the fact that others can pass judgment so easily and not be the expert in that field. Right. I just had this situation happen to me, actually. I know. Yeah. Side tangent. But Mm -hmm. this person who I was friends with is going through so much shit right now, like so much shit mentally, like she's going to therapy, like there's all these things that are going on. And she had the audacity because I, something had happened and I was upset. We are human. We have emotions. We cry, we deal with things and we move on. That's just life that those are emotions. That's how we get through things. And she had the audacity. Mind you, this girl's 21. Not anybody that I dated, nothing like that. Like, this is literally just a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl's 21 years old. She's going through hell and back, like just like crazy shit. And she had the audacity to tell me that I was emotionally unaware. Uh, she actually told my best friend that I was emotionally unaware. And my best friend like snapped back at her so fast because that's just not true. She's not the expert in that field. She's going through all these mental breakdowns. She's in therapy. Um, She just started therapy. I'm in therapy, but she just started therapy. Thinks she has this God complex that she knows that she's just like better than everybody else. And is just like passing judgment on people. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've gone through so much shit in my life that I, like I said, I'm in therapy. I have been working on myself to become emotionally aware And I have come so far and I believe, and my friend says this, she's like, you, yes, you're emotional as fuck, but you are the most emotionally aware person that I know because you know what's going on and you can sit here and process and like figure it out and get through it. And you can recognize what you're doing in the moments that it's happening. And for her to sit here and say that is fucking bullshit. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking mad. Like I have sat here my whole fucking life, like gone through all this trauma, trying to figure my shit out, trying to become the most emotionally fucking aware person in my life. And this little girl who doesn't know shit about shit said that I was emotionally unaware. And I was so mad. Sorry. Yeah. No, that that, my story. That, that that's a fine story. <laughs> I, I think, you know, working on oneself emotionally is a, is a forever process. I don't think you agreed you ever, you know, reach a point when you're like, I'm done. I've, I've, I've achieved emotional awareness mastery. And, um, and I, I think at that point you just become a beam of light and just ascend into the ether. Um, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a lifelong pursuit. And so like, for me, when I think about like emotional maturity, emotional awareness, whatever you want to call it, I think of it as I'm further along than I was. And I intend to get further along than I am. So that, like that that's where I kind of go with that. That's how I feel completely. Cause I don't think we're ever done working on ourselves ever. Yeah. yeah. And we're never done learning and we're never done experiencing life at all. Um, but I think it's just about, like I said, like being aware, but also taking lessons and like, I don't want to say evolving your, yeah, I guess evolving your perspective on life and situations and just becoming better at life. Like, yeah. You know, we only have, this is getting it philosophical. It's like, I know. Philosophical. <laughs> we only have so much time in this world to get it right. And then it's just, that's it. You know, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You only have one life. So let make it your best one. Hells yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about your, your different pursuits. Uh, how has 
you know, uh, being by affected your music? I think it actually helps a lot because I have both markets pretty secured. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that makes so dating so harder, but but being by musician better. But it's more market better. Right. Because I can talk about experiences, experiences that I have had with men mm -hmm. as well as women. I can talk about my experiences of leaving men to go to women. I can talk about getting mixed up between both of them. I can talk about, um, there's just so many things to talk about within that realm. And a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff that I do write about obvious, everything that I write about actually is an experience that I have had. So I write all of my own music. I'm in the studio, like with my producer, like picking things out, like in terms of instrumentation and stuff like that, trying to fit a vibe and everything like that. So, um, everything I write is from the heart is from an experience that I have had is about a person that I have known. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a really cool thing and a really cool concept to be able to play with in terms of music being by and having um, experiences with both men and women. Do you have any songs where you uh, left a woman to be with a man? No. Okay. And I don't think, I don't <laughs> think I ever will. Um, <laughs> but my song Moody is about me leaving a man for a woman about, and also like me basically leaving Florida for LA and the boy was in Florida girls in LA. So, mm. yeah. If it was the other way around, because LA is, I don't know, like I've, I've, I've only been to Florida once and LA is pretty great. And so when I think about, if if there was a, if there was a guy in LA and the woman was in Florida, would that have changed that? Yeah, because for because like how much is it is the LA versus the person is what I'm ultimately getting at. It's both. It's definitely both. So like Florida for me was super toxic, terrible, mm. toxic, and that was my relationship with this boy. Mm. And LA was this new, beautiful, amazing place, and that's where this girl was, and it was just, it was so, it was so cool. And so exciting that I was like, Oh my God, I'm fucking coming to LA and I'm going to be with the girl in my dreams who turned out not to be the girl in my dreams, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the girl, your dreams was LA. The girl of my dreams was LA and the toxic relationship was Florida. So yeah. To be fair, to be perfectly fair to Florida, I actually did have a great time when I was in Florida, but Where I was in, go? I was in Key West. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Of course you had a great time. Yeah. Where I'm from is like, back town hick ghetto not no like no <laughs> ghetto no zone part. yeah the ghetto hick part of florida that's so where you where you meet I the santas up. that hit on you at the bars exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> they have candy canes in their pockets <laughs> <laughs> it's like no it's it's a candy cane don't get yeah. excited you <laughs> Literally a candy cane. It, it actually makes it worse. I kind of yeah. wish it wasn't a candy cane because it's July and it's a little weird. Exactly. Exactly. So then my next question is about the OnlyFans. Yes. So tell me about like what prompted that and has, 
has being bi affected that at all, or is there, or has that affected your dating just even even more generally? Okay. Okay. So OnlyFans, I personally love it. Um, to be honest, what prompted it was the pandemic, like mm-hmm. dead ass. Like I needed to make more money. Um, and I really enjoy taking pictures and I, I have worked really hard on my body over the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very proud of it. And I also believe that it's very important for any person, especially women to be able to express themselves in a sexual way without them solely being looked at as a sexual object. Now with OnlyFans, yes, that is the goal. However, um, I don't want to say it's the goal, but it's definitely a platform where you are going to be objectified, but you're going to get paid for it. So like you're dumb, I'm playing into your fantasy and you're paying for my shit. So whatever, (laughs) like, so whatever, but, but anyone who's on OnlyFans, not, I hate saying like general things like anyone, but But for me personally, yeah. And my experience and me personally, I'm more than just a sexual object. I'm very intelligent. I'm very talented and it's my body and I can do what I want with it. And if I want to get paid for it, I can get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not, there's nothing pornographic or anything on there. It's just risque pictures Mm -hmm. um, that I have a great, time taking. And some of them honestly are probably going to be used for album art. So it's not anything Mm. that I wouldn't fully want the world to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all about free the nipple too. So like, I really don't care if people see my boobs. I think it's dope, whatever. Um, Anything more than that, I'm not okay with. So like, there's no vagina on Mm. my OnlyFans. That will not ever happen. That's where I draw the line. That would never happen. Um, But not that there's a and, judgment there, but is there no, a reason there's for no, that? Exactly. There's no judgment there. If you want to put that on the internet mm-hmm. and if you are confident enough to do that, you do that. That All the power to you. That is your body. Get paid for it. Make your mm-hmm. money. Secure your bag. I'm all about that. I'm all about women empowerment. Just like do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy. Just make sure it's what you actually want to do and it's something that's not making you uncomfortable. Um, but in terms of my fan base unfortunately it's mostly men which is understandable it's not unfortunately but i mean they're paying me so it's not unfortunately but i wish that i had more female fans because the Mm. girl that i'm talking to now who i'm kind of i don't want to say dating because we don't have a label but Mm. there's like something she also has an OnlyFans too Mm -hmm. which is dope so that definitely helps the situation because we're both Doing There's the no same judgment thing. there. There's no judgment there. Right. Um, but what before I had met her, I'm trying to think if there was a point when I was talking to anybody else that they kind of judged me a little bit for having an OnlyFans. I think there was one person, I, I don't want to say it was like judgy, but she definitely was like, Oh, like you have an OnlyFans? Like, that's crazy. Like are you sure you want to do that? Like type type thing, not like, oh, you have an OnlyFans, you're a slut type. It wasn't right. like that. Um, She's more thinking about like what, how people would receive it and how it would affect your career. Right, exactly. And for me, it, at this point in time, at this point in the world, people have to make money. Mm-hmm. Like they have to make money, point blank period. And 
just because they have an OnlyFans, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a bad employee. Right. That doesn't mean that they're going to be promoting their shit like to their clients and being mm-hmm. like, yo, here's my OnlyFans, subscribe. Like it's not I'll get you like, a 10% discount if you yeah, subscribe to my exactly, OnlyFans. Exactly. It's not like that. It's definitely not like that at all. And like obviously, like I'm in a company where I'm comfortable telling people about it. But if if somebody that I knew um, from the company were to subscribe, I'd be like, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, do it, fine, give me your money. But like, why would you do that? Right. You know? Um, but there, some people, I don't know. Some people just have these perceptions of OnlyFans that I... And it's usually the older generation that I just don't agree with. And it's just mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, you, you're sitting here sitting pretty in your house. You're making over six figures. Like, you have a nice car. Like, you're doing whatever you need to do and you're chilling. But, like, there's people out here who are in their 20s who have had to take pay cuts, who, are, who don't have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. There's strippers who exotic dancers, sorry, who can't work right now because all of the strip clubs are closed. So it's like, what do you expect people to do? Like, you know, companies aren't hiring. (laughs) Was that who's not hiring? Other companies aren't really hiring right now. Like there's the pandemic. I really think blew OnlyFans up like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's interesting though, too, because like for me, I I come from, you know, a, a more conservative background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about like, would I ever date, I mean, this is taking you a step further, but mm-hmm. would I ever date someone in porn, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if you were to ask me that question, it would have been an easy no. It would, mm-hmm. If I knew if someone did porn, I would never do it. Um, but I was, I had an experience um, a number of years ago where um, I used to work out with this, this small group. And uh, one of the women in, in our class, I just, I absolutely adored her. Like she just was just this, just incredible person. Like she was, she was funny. She was smart. She was very silly. She was just like the, 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 like I knew she had a boyfriend, so there was nothing like nothing. Um, I wasn't trying to, to, to hit on her or anything like that, but I'd always think that like, she is exactly the kind of woman that I'd want to date. Like just 100%. Like if, if she didn't have a boyfriend, I would totally embarrass myself by trying to ask her out for a drink. Like, like she was just amazing. And it, you know, eventually she moved. So we, we, she was no longer in our class. And it was after that, that someone mentioned there, they said, you know, I was, I saw this porn and our friend from class was in it. Like, as like this, like, she's a, it, it, she's the, it, she's the girl and the, and the thing. And, and we were like, wait. And then we started piecing together every conversation that we'd ever had with her and realized she never really specified what she did. We knew that she worked in entertainment, but she always kind of hesitated on what she did in entertainment. Oh my and like, I, I, I eventually did see it. And I was like, that is 100%, like not even a question, definitely her. And, and it made me like rethink everything. I was like, mm-hmm. like, these are still just people. And exactly. it, it's not like, there's nothing wrong with them because they like porn. Not to say that there's, that there couldn't be anything wrong, just as like, there couldn't be anything wrong. Like there could be something wrong with someone that doesn't work in porn. Like, mm-hmm. like having something wrong with you does not necessitate whether or not you work in porn. Those exactly. are separate things. But for some people, it's just, it's just a job. Exactly. Just something that they're good at. Sex work and is real work. Listen, if my job was sex work, I wouldn't get a lot of work. 
<laughs> it, uh, I, he would watch this video and be like, what is this? Like a, a training video what not to do? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, um, no one's ever, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean like shit on myself. But, yourself, yeah, no, like, no, but I'm just saying like, no one's, I've never had sex with anyone. And they said, Rob, you should get into porn. Oh my God. That has never been my review. Like maybe people are holding back. Maybe like there's some reviews that have not surfaced where they're like, you know what? You should be stunt penis. Like you should really think about that. Um, I've not gotten that yet, but, um, but yeah. Um, See, I've got, you've gotten that. So I've got, you should be, you should be a porn star. <laughs> then did you take that as a compliment? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I took that as a compliment. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what they were, what they were commenting on. Like, I assume that if someone told me I should be in porn, it's because I'm incredibly cheesy and, and I, and I would say something really dumb like they do in porn, but, uh, <laughs> but who knows, who knows what the reasons could be. There's they, I, I asked, I asked. You, you got more, you got yeah. into it. Yeah. What, if you don't mind saying, was there a specific thing? It was just, they were like, you're just, you're so hot and you're so good at everything. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> so and they're like you're so passionate <laughs> you're so hot and you're so good you should be important i would not have connected those two i would <laughs> i would have been like you're so hot and you're good at everything can we get married like <laughs> I, I like <laughs> i wouldn't want to like further? like pawn you off to someone else <laughs> <laughs> can we do this every day <laughs> yeah. you're so hot you should you should have sex with way more people than me <laughs> yeah. you should you shared with everybody honestly that mindset, your mindset makes so much more sense. And now I'm thinking back and I'm like, wow, that was like, maybe okay. that was their way of breaking up with you. Like, yeah, listen, you, like you should be in porn. Therefore I'm going to date other people. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, have there, have there been any either positive or negative, um, reactions to OnlyFans in both your career and in your, your music career? Um, actually it's been pretty positive. I don't think I've had any negative feedback or anything like that. There's definitely some subscribers that get mad that I won't do certain things. Like they'll message me and they'll, they'll ask me to do like some very nasty pornographic things. And I'm just like, no. And then they'll get mad. And I'm like, okay, so unsubscribe bye. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that for a paycheck. Like that's, that's just, that's me. I'm not going to fuck myself on camera for your pleasure. Like, I'm just not going to do that. That's not who I am. That's, mm -hmm. that will never be who I am. Um, actually I don't want to ever say never because you never know there could be another it's pandemic. Not where you're at right and, now. Yeah. It's not where I'm at right now. And I don't foresee that in my future. Right. Um, so that's really the only negative feedback that I have received about OnlyFans. It hasn't even like my mom knows I told her, I was just like, Hey, like I have an OnlyFans. This is what I have on it. Um, I didn't show her anything, but like mm -hmm. I told her, like, I'm not doing anything pornographic or anything crazy, crazy. And that, that was really her only request is like, okay, just like, don't do that. Cause I want you to like, just don't. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Um, but everything like she, I don't know if she necessarily agrees with it, but she, she can't tell me don't do it. But right. her feedback was never negative. My mom is, an amazing woman and just so supportive. And like, she knows that I'm, it is giving me some extra income and I'm very thankful for that. So. Yeah. And did you bring this up to your dad as well? No. So my father and I, we do not speak. Um, hmm. we haven't, 
it's been so seven, I would say I was 17. So I'm 25 now. So 17 was really, um, the last time that we had, uh, seen each other actually. And so we didn't talk for a very, very, very long time. And, um, in the past year, I really tried to have a, a relationship with him, just a very surface level relationship. Um, and that ended up kind of going to shit because he just, he can't, he's a narcissist and has a lot of issues and just can't take responsibility for shit and blames everybody else. But, um, the one thing that I did get from him was music. Like, honestly, like I grew up singing and writing with him and he way back when was a really great dad. And then a lot of shit happened in my life and it just completely turned around and he turned to substances and alcohol and just became like a really shitty person. And now he, he's actually, um, not doing really well. He's dying. Uh, (laughs) I I'm laughing because if I don't laugh, I cry, but, um, and I was, when I was in Charlotte visiting the girl that I'm talking to, he was two hours away from me. And I, I asked him, I was just like, Hey, like, um, I'd love to come see you just to like, cause I don't know when I'm ever going to see you again. And I just want him to see me at 25. Like last time he saw me, I was 17 and he said, no. Wow. So that's yeah. So that's the relationship I have with my dad. So he doesn't know about the only fans. If he found out, I really don't give a fuck. Um, and the last time we spoke, he was just like, he kind of shit on me for my sexuality. So. Wow. So he's still not quite over that one. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay yeah. though. You know, it is what it is. And I, I'm thankful to, have the talent that I do. And I'm thankful to know the type of person I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to what you were saying about people messaging you on OnlyFans, it, it sounds like it's very similar to the entitlement that you felt like at a bar, yep. you know, like the equivalent of I bought you a drink is the, seems to be the same thing as I subscribe to your OnlyFans. Like there's mm-hmm. something you owe me because of this transaction. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and it absolutely feels the exact same. And I, st- I react the same way I would if it were in person, like, mm. haha, no, like you're not getting what you want. Fuck mm-hmm. you. If you're not happy about it, then unsubscribe, block me. I don't really give a shit, but you're not going to come up in here and act this way and demand things of me because you decided to subscribe to something mm that you wanted to see. So you got what you, you wanted. If you like it, stay, if you don't, and you want more and I'm not willing to give it to you, then leave. Yeah. Easy. I I've, I've heard this before because people have different things they're willing to do on, Mm -hmm. on OnlyFans or any of those sort of platforms. Mm -hmm. And there are some that are very explicit. Some of them are non nude. Like here's my cool cosplay stuff. Um, yep. Here's my feet. Yeah. Here's, I haven't seen that one, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at that that. one. Oh man. Do you have a whole feet thing? Is that like one? I, I don't have a foot fetish. Like I don't, but there are some subscribers that do and they'll message me and they'll be like, Hey, like, do you have pictures of your feet? And I'll pay, I'll pay for it. Like, Oh wow. And I'm just like, yeah. And I made $130 off of like three pictures of my feet. So then just going with guy, that, like is there, I'm not super familiar with the, the format. So 
if someone subscribes, is there like a, a special like bonus tier for feet? Is that like a thing or no? So they can subscribe or they so okay. So they subscribe to you. If if you could mesh Twitter and Instagram together, mm-hmm. that's kind of what the feed looks like. So mm-hmm. it has the Twitter colors, but everything is mostly pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go through and like things you can also leave tips on pictures so you can oh. leave more money on pictures um but there's also messaging so these people can reach out to you with requests they can reach out to you and just be like hey love your content whatever mm-hmm. and if like since i have mo- most men like i play into like oh like thanks baby like here like here's an extra photo for you whatever mm-hmm. like and then i'll and you can give it to them specifically to- not like to everybody i can give it to them specifically right and I can also attach a price tag to that photo or video. Oh, interesting. And so in order for them to open it, they have to pay that extra. So so they can reach out to you. Um, and I had some people reach out and they're just like, hey, like I, I really like feet. Can I have some pictures of your feet? And I'm just like, yeah, this is what I charge for that. And I just like made up a number. Wow. Um, and they were like, yeah, we'll pay that for sure. And I sent it to them with the price tag attached in the messages and I get the money through that. It's, it's, it's so funny. There's a going rate for feet. Yeah. There's a, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. Uh, So, okay. So then going back to how the difference in communication between men and women, if, if these were predominantly women making these requests, would you feel differently? And even if you didn't necessarily oblige to them, would you have a different kind of reaction to it? Honestly, I don't think I would because, mm. because it's behind a screen, mm. you know, it's behind mm. a screen. So the, the tone is still the same, Yeah. regardless if it's a woman or a male. Um. So if someone regardless is coming at me and being super entitled and being kind of a dick, mm-hmm. I'll still treat them the same way through only fans as if it were a man. Plus, how um, do you really know if it is a man or a woman? Exactly. You don't because it's all usernames and everything mm. like that. So you could like, there's some people who I recognize who I know who that is. They um, use their like real name in there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some people that I know. There's some people that I recognize because they use the same Instagram handle that they mm. have. So I'm like, okay, I know who you are. But then there's some people who I genuinely don't know who I'm talking to, which can be a little bit scary. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not putting anything out there that I wouldn't care if it got leaked or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in kind of the same sentiment, I guess, um, the girl that I'm talking to who also has an OnlyFans, her audience is predominantly women because she looks looks gay. I don't Uh, look gay, quote unquote. It sounds like you have a marketing problem. I I don't think I have a marketing problem. I just think that I have long hair. I wear makeup. I'm more feminine. The girl that I'm talking to. There are are plenty of like people that are like completely, like strictly completely, like strictly gay that, that are, are very feminine that, you know. Yeah. But men, but men are still attracted to that feminine Mm. aspect. You know what I mean? So we're dumb that way. Yeah. We we don't, we don't, we don't (laughs) listen to the words. We just, we just see the thing and say, Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Obviously they want me too, because I want that. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and the girl that I'm talking to has short hair. She looks more masculine Mm -hmm. and like men aren't super interested in that, you know, like, 
I mean, not, not all men, not that mm. all men are not, but most men are not interested in a female who looks more masculine. We're, you know, we're very silly creatures this mm-hmm. way. We are very silly creatures. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize on behalf of men that uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't, uh, we don't listen. No, no. There are some, <laughs> there are some gentlemen that are very sweet and that do listen, but most of the male population, especially in my experience, don't listen at all. And they don't pay attention and they're not emotionally intelligent. You know, I, um, I've definitely tried to work on that as a person that sometimes I just, I don't recognize body language correctly. I'm not saying that I, you know, do anything that I would at least consider to be completely untoward, but just not picking up always so quickly on, on the, you know, on what she's selling, so to speak. And mm-hmm. it's something that I, I've, I'm, I'm constantly trying to work on about understanding body language and understanding that there is a, a, a big game there as well. Like it's mm-hmm. like, there's the words that are spoken and then there's also just the body language and the attitude and the fact that a non-response is a response. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely agree. So there's just, there's just a lot to be said there. We can move on to our takeaways from, from this, okay. uh, unless you had anything else to add, like what, what has been your takeaway from this experience? That this, okay. So this is going to be funny. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll start with this. Um, the fact that we talked about my dad, mm-hmm. daddy issues, mm. point blank, but, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> for me, it's funny. Um, but honestly, I think this has been really fun and really good. And I think that this is something that I think needs to be talked about more because I mm-hmm. feel like you said, like some, some men are a little, little lacking upstairs. Um, and also I think it's just cool to get your perspective on things and just hearing what you have to say about my experiences and like hearing them tied into yours and stuff. I think it's really cool. I don't know. I, I really like what you're doing here. And I think it, I had a, I had a really great time. Honestly, Thank I could you. do this. I could do this again. This is great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I had a great time too. And uh, yeah, I think my takeaway from this whole thing is that there is so much more nuance to, to sexuality than, than the label puts it on. Like I, I knew that kind of going in that there's going to be nuance, but even more so that it's not just about, oh, it's, it's harder or easier, but it's like harder within the hardness of it that like there is, there's, there's not just, Oh, well, you know, someone who's gay may not prefer someone who's bi, but there actually may be a, a reason whether it's true or if it's just a story they're telling themselves, there is, there's more layers to that. And that there is an entitlement that, that men have mm-hmm. that, that doesn't always match up with uh, you know, with, with what you want or what you need. And, um, so I think I think nuance is my big takeaway is that it really plays to this idea that everyone truly is their own unique individual. And there really okay. isn't an assumption you can make about another person that you can make assumptions about yourself. Um, and that maybe is confidence. But 
as some assuming anything about another person, even if it's the smallest detail, is perhaps a reflection of your own, uh, you know, lacking of emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is maybe not proof of it, but it's evidence that you may need to reevaluate how emotional mature, emotionally mature you may be. I agree with that. I agree with everything you said. See, you're so well spoken. I'm just sitting here I like, yeah, through that. that was great. No, I'm sitting here like, yeah, like this needs to be talked about more <laughs> because it's so true. And I'm like, fuck, like my brain, like I just, I said so much shit that I don't even know. But yeah, everything that you said is so accurate. And I'm, I'm honored to be a guest on this. Yeah. This is cool. So is there anything that you would like to, to, to plug? I know we've, we've spoken of a few things, but is there anything that you wish to, to let people know about? Yes. So I am actually going to be releasing an EP within the next few months. So I'm very excited about that. Um, you can find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Taylor Ravenna, R-A-V-E-N-N-A easy. Um, and then if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, I am having a Valentine's day special. So it's 50% <laughs> off. Wow. Um, all you have to do is just search my name again and I'll pop up and, uh, yeah, you can have a field day. That's awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for being a part of the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Well, it was great talking to you. You too. All right. Bye. You know, it's amazing that after everything I've learned, how often I tend to make the same mistakes that things I know in my head don't always translate to my actions. Perhaps it is because these lessons aren't ingrained enough, so they aren't automatic reactions. Or perhaps these lessons are never-ending, lifelong pursuits. Either way, my additional takeaway is to remember to be kind to myself, not beat myself up over mistakes, and just to learn and move forward. The question then becomes... Is there a point where I need to hold myself accountable to not slip up? I don't know. And if you, too, don't know, then join me as we dive deeper into dating. What went wrong? Good night.